Hello, everyone, and welcome to Our Lady of Lords homilies. Here is your message from Father Pat. We hear in the first reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, cursed is the man who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh. Now, we must keep in context It says also, whose heart turns away from the Lord. But many times people will stop there where it says, cursed is the man who trusts in human beings. But the irony is, God ministers to us and heals us through human beings. If you're having a heart attack, absolutely pray to God, but dial 911. Because God is going to heal us through other human beings. And it's like that old joke of the the preacher, the minister, who was um, in the town that a hurricane was striking very hard. And the cops came by and said, Preacher, you have to come out of here. You got to, we're evacuating the town. You have to leave. And then he says, Nope, I do not trust in man. God will provide. And now the river is rising up. And then now the preacher is up on the second story of this little church. And then they come by with the, the police comes by with a rowboat and everything. He says, Preacher, you got to come with us because the river is rising. You're going to die. And he says, Nope, I do not trust in human beings. God will provide. Now the river rises up another six feet. He's on top of the roof. And then they come with a helicopter and they lower a rope ladder and they say, Preacher, you got to get on now because the river's going to rise and you will drown. And he says, Nope, I do not trust in human beings. God will provide. Well, river rises up, preacher drowns, and he goes to heaven. And then when he's there at the gates waiting to get in, he's sitting there going and says, what are all these Catholics doing here? And then when it comes to his turn in line with St. Peter, he's kind of miffed. And then, you know, Peter says, well, what's the matter, preacher? You know, you know, and he says, I served my entire life in a small, small, poor congregation, trying to set a good example. I prayed and prayed and prayed, and God let me down. And St. Peter says, we sent the cops a rowboat and a helicopter. What more could we have done? That's how God ministers to us through other human beings. And so, yes, we do need to trust in others, but we do not turn our hearts away from the Lord and merely look to human beings, merely look to politicians or organizations to help us out. It was always the Catholic Church that provided health care to the poor, establishing hospitals. So the rich always had access to, to doctors and nurses, but it was the Catholic Church that institutionalized that having doctors and nurses and religious there. It was the Catholic Church that started the public education system. And many countless people have been educated in that system even through today. And so we do not look to profit organizations or governments to reach out to God's people, but it is incumbent upon all of us. We pray and then we let God touch our hearts as to how he is going to have us be the answer to someone else's prayer. In the gospel today, and during Lent, I always prefer that a deacon read this gospel because you get really self-conscious when you hear about a rich man dressed in purple garments (laughs) and fine linen. And so, but we hear this reading every Lent, and it reminds us of all the over 40 different parables that Jesus taught people in. This is the only one where someone has a name. 
Lazarus. Now, someone might say, well, yeah, it was, it, there's also the rich man is called Dives. No, that's not his name. That's just a Latin transliteration for rich man. And so of all of Jesus' parables, this is the only one where someone has a name. And we hear how difficult Lazarus's life was. And La the name Lazarus means God is my help. And so everyone knew his name, including this rich man, but he walked by him every day. He just ignored him as if he was just a stain on the sidewalk. And when he died, the, the, the rich man was in a place of torment, and he looks off and he sees that Lazarus is nestled at the bosom of Abraham. Now, remember, he is not in paradise, he is not in heaven, because it wasn't until Jesus ascended um, into heaven that human nature first entered in there. And I also hope that heaven is a serious upgrade than snuggling at the hairy bosom of a Jewish patriarch. I've given, invested too much in this for that to be the ultimate reward. But he is in this place of comfort and rest with Abraham. Remember that God promised Abraham that your descendants would be more numerous than the stars of the sky, or the sand of the seashore, and it goes beyond just having that one male child, Isaac. Even Lazarus, this insignificant man but still known by God, is the one that is closest to the patriarch Abraham. And we see the rich man to his core. He's not lamenting so much um, for um, himself, for his family, but he wants to be refreshed. And he's asking Abraham to send an insignificant man to do an insignificant thing. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in the water and refresh my tongue. If he'd been thinking in his right mind, he would say to have, have um, Lazarus come and bring a camel load of water for me so that I can have enough to survive on. But he's still trying to use the poor for his own advantage. And he can't see the error of his ways. And so when we hear this parable of Lazarus and the great chasm that is between those that are lost and those that are saved, we here on earth, the most important thing that we bring to people is not just food, clothing, shelter, the material things. Yes, that's important, but if we're not also bringing them Jesus Christ, then what are we doing? We have to be bringing and sharing our faith. I cannot say it enough here in um, North Carolina, we're one of the least Catholic states in the country, only 5% Catholic, but there are countless Protestants that deny or seriously doubt that we are Christian, and that's on us. We need to be sharing our faith. We need to be bringing Jesus Christ to others, and we do so freely. I remember when um, I was in seminary in Baltimore. We're coming back one night from a, um, from a baseball game. Uh, with, I think it was the Orioles and the Yankees. And we're walking down the sidewalks of downtown Baltimore to get to our car. And there was two homeless men lying on the sidewalk, virtually a human speed bump, blocking the entire sidewalk. So we would have to either go around them or step over them. Um, and then we're sitting there going, oh, geez, we know they're going to ask us for money and this and that. And one of the ser seminarians just said one word, Lazarus. And I think the other two of us said, shut up. But touching our hearts, he saw that in the gospel. We cannot pass these men by. And so they happened to be lying on the sidewalk 
right in front of a fast food restaurant. And so, yes, we're not going to give them money, but then we asked them, okay, what is it that you want to eat? And the interesting thing was when they ordered their food, they were as picky as any of us would be. Oh, no, I don't want pickles with that. I don't want onions. I just, and they're, so they're ordering their hamburgers in a very specific way. And it really made them more human to us, saying that that could be us. That could be us that um, in other circumstances, we don't have a home. We don't have a family. Maybe we're mentally ill and no one will take us in. And it is up to us not just to share hamburgers with people, but maybe to say a prayer with them. I can't tell you how many times going to the hospital and seeing someone who hasn't set foot in a Catholic church in 50 years, but when you, um, and they might be, you know, a tough, jaded type person, but when you say a prayer with them and you just say, let's say in our Father together, they invariably cry because it takes them back to their childhood when there was a time where they were provided for, they were protected, not just by their parents, but by God himself who placed them in a family. Everyone that we see on the street is a family member of ours. They have a name. And as Lazarus, one of the most insignificant people in this town, that the dogs used to lick his sores and no one did a thing about it, he was the one that was closest to Abraham. And so this time of prayer, fasting, penance, and almsgiving, the hallmarks of Lent are made for us to open our eyes spiritually to see Christ in our midst. After Mass today, we have the, um, the privilege of being blessed with a first-class relic ex osibus from the bones of St. Patrick, a man that lived 15 centuries ago, that died in the, around the year um, 467 in Ireland, and was one of the great missionaries. And he was born in Great Britain captured as a slave as a teenager and brought to Ireland to be, ironically, a shepherd. And then when he escaped and went back to his native country, instead of being bitter against the people that enslaved him, once ordained a priest, he went back there and became one of the greatest missionaries. And so it is also about forgiveness. If we have a problem forgiving people, I also invite us again to come to the exposition of the relics that we'll have here at Our Lady of Lords this Saturday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. If you can't make it, it's at tonight at St. Joseph's here in Raleigh. But the talk that Father Carlos gives about the saints, but particularly Maria Goretti and the power of forgiveness and how contagious it is. And so Patrick didn't come to Ireland with a heart divided and filled with bitterness or resentment about his best years of his youth were robbed because he was forced to be a slave. Rather, he saw people that needed Jesus more than ever, and he was Jesus for them. We will receive after Mass, those that wish to come forward, the blessing of this relic, and we will be sent forth into the world with the Eucharist, but also the blessing of this great missionary bishop to go out into the world to let people know that we indeed are Christians. Thank you for listening. We hope that this message has inspired you today to seek God, to seek love, to seek truth, and to seek peace. We look forward to seeing you at Mass, and may God bless you.